conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning at Cartoon Fair. Days past. Hello and welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. I'm feeling a little bit intimidated, Travis. <laughs> we I, have been, and we've been talking about this for a minute, too. Yeah, this is a car- today's cartoon has been on the docket, like a lot of them. Docket's been around a long time. <laughs> so there's most cartoons that have been on it uh-huh. have been on there a long time. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'm intimidated more because it is such a huge property. The real thing for me is just that their entire convention's dedicated to this. Oh, yeah, it's a real thing. were, at least. (laughs) I I don't think they're holding them anymore. Um, But there's a legion of fans out there that are are hopefully ready to saddle up with us here. (laughs) This cartoon is another in a long line of so-called girly things that Uh I secretly, as a kid, like wished I could be into, but Uh apparently was... So scared of like a heteronormative or society, least, or at least watched it like this, you know? Yeah, just, <laughs> like through things. Well, yeah, I would never admit to anybody I I wanted to be into this. I mean, I wanted an easy bake oven, and I didn't ask for it. Uh huh. And now I never cook for myself, so I don't. Maybe I could feed myself. Hundred percent. Yeah. Had that, I that spurred it on? So you're diagnosing me mm-hmm. fully. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and of course, uh, Mall Madness. Do you remember Mall Madness? I don't. It was a board mm-hmm. game. Uh, it's very much, it's like, it looked like DJ Tanner from Full House was like selling it to you in the commercial. It's like teenage girls with this board game uh-huh. that would talk to you until you like sail on shoes in this segment of the thing. No, I don't remember that. Uh-uh. It was, it was cool, man. It was okay. a talking board game and I didn't ask for it. Secretly me and my friend, we went up to his sister's room and got it out and played her version of it uh-huh. and then like never spoke of it again because it was quote unquote girly. But today, we're talking about a cartoon that you could call it girly. You could call it a lot of things, though. You could call it influential. You could call it full of horses. Pop culture, baby. Pop. Co- so popular. <laughs> this is the center of pop culture here. Of course, today. Quit teasing them. We're talking about My Little Pony. My Little Pony, My Little Pony. All in a twinkling spring is here. My Little Pony. What they are is, like usual, Right in the title. They're my little ponies. Okay. Uh, not Don't yours. forget it. Not yours. They're my <laughs> little. And it is a funny way to name your product because, I mean, it was a toy first. Yeah. Like my buddy, my buddy and me, and then my pet monster. Uh-huh. Yeah. These are, <laughs> for a while, we had to put my, my in everything. It was the 80s. It was the me yeah. decade. So <laughs> that makes sense. They are sweet, colorful ponies with symbols on their flanks, which later were called cutie marks, mm-hmm. like beauty marks, but cutie marks. <laughs> and and it, and that is very cute. You've seen them. Yep. I know you've seen them. Don't act like you haven't seen them. If you're listening, you've seen them. Uh, you, were, you were staring at those flanks. But does that sound familiar at all? Care Bears, symbols on their stomachs <laughs> for whatever their name and interests are. Yeah, right. Yeah, so... There's a lot about this one, My Little Pony, that we're talking about today that matches up with other shows or franchises we've talked about that are considered by us to be cuties. Mm -hmm. They share a lot in common, as we will come to discuss. Uh, The ponies get a bunch of classifications. I didn't realize this. I would have been way into this if I had allowed myself to ask for ponies (laughs) as a kid. I didn't. I just wouldn't do it. But like, they have earth ponies, which I guess are just normal 
walking around running horses. Okay. Okay. But there are Pegasus ponies, which are flying Pegasi, uh, unicorn ponies, and they practice magic. That seems like the best deal. Oh, yeah. And you have something to defend yourself with. You have a little horn. Uh, Flutter ponies, which are fairy ponies, so they have the little insect wings on the back. I feel like in real life, that would be really hard to deal with. Like giant insect wings would just make creepy-ass sounds and be gross. Oh, yeah. And then sea ponies are also on the list, which we ran into in the cartoon we watched. Um, Boy, did did we. Yeah, I wish they were just like seahorses. Uh-huh. But they're not, and they're weird, and we'll get, we'll get to them in a bit. But like they're all, and they all come with like you know one has like a picture of apples on its leg, and another one has a star, and another they all have some kind of cute name. I can't keep up with them. There's too many, uh-huh. too 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 many of them. But like if that's your introduction to horses, supposedly for the longest time, all a little girl wanted was a pony or a horse, right? right. That's yep. the stereotype. And if you actually got one, and you were into My Little Ponies, you must have been so fucking disappointed. <laughs> Like it's why is it brown? Where are its wings? Uh-huh. Why why it just runs and like shits on the ground? It kicked me. Yeah, exactly. The horse kicked me. I like these are not these things are barely horses. Uh-huh. The same way that like bears, like care bears are barely bears. <laughs> Dad, I don't see the cupcake on it. Exactly. Dad. I you know what? I bet. I'm going to say there was some dad out there with a lot of money who branded a real life horse and painted them. You know that happened. As a my little pony. At least the brand. Where did it start? The My Little Ponies. They the My Little Ponies. <laughs> these My Little Ponies. These little ponies. Y- yours or mine? My, I'm talking about mine. Okay. This sorry. whole episode assumed that any little ponies belong to me. I want them. Give them to me. I'm willing to admit it now. Where did they come from? They didn't start as a cartoon. 1981. A Hasbro illustrator named Bonnie Zachary created My Pretty Pony for Hasbro, where a lot of wonderful toys live. G.I. Joe, Transformers, Jim, and the holograms. We mentioned them before. Hey, Jim. Jim, Belushi, and the holograms. <laughs> These were not the My Little Ponies yet. They were my medium-sized ponies. Yep. Uh, they were 10-inch horse toys that did... <laughs> this is something I would not want in a horse toy, except for a humorous effect. They would swish their tails, but they would also wink at you. Uh. <laughs> Like these are flirty horses. They have a secret. These horses have secrets, and they they want you to be in on the plan. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so strange. They were bigger than the, the My Little Ponies uh-huh, would be, right. but they just were not very popular. Even when they added Beautiful Baby, which <laughs> which is a smaller pony that they would include with the bigger horse. Yep. So it would be My Pretty Pony and Beautiful Baby. Who's my beautiful baby? Uh, it's like it sounds like it sounds like a mom from Texas who puts her daughter in pageants. Uh-huh. You're right. Well, who's my pretty baby? Who's my beautiful baby? Oh, look at my beautiful baby. <laughs> look at her. So, not quite back to the drawing board at Hasbro. Yep. They said, we're close, but we gotta we gotta tweak this thing. Minus that wink. Yeah, let's go. Firstly, that wink is scaring Firstly, me. a lot of people complained that there was a wink. Some thought it was inappropriate. Some thought that the horse should have followed through with the promise of the wink. <laughs> <laughs> so a year a later, dads. that's right, they were upset. I bought this for my daughter. They felt led on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a different time, you know. <laughs> Just a wink is not uh-huh. is not permission. Yeah. That's not an invitation, okay? <laughs> so a year later, Hasbro scaled them down and prettied them up with pretty colors. And gussied them up. G- Look at my pretty baby getting all gussied up. <laughs> yeah. And they, put, they threw some cutie marks on there, and they released My Little Pony in 1982. 
and the madness began. Ensued. I, for about 10 years. It lasted for 10 years, this toy line. Uh-huh. It was pandemonium. Yeah, gangbusters. Like, yeah, there were there were riots in the streets, <laughs> at least in the Target <laughs> toy aisle and at Toys R Us, over these fucking pony toys. Because uh-huh. they're so... Gotta collect them all. Yeah, they're all the basic same mold, yep. but some have wings and some have horns and some... And they all have different colors and... A strawberry. I don't, did they ever smell? It seems like they would, if you scratched them, they would smell like I'm the thing. Sure, I'm sure. Sure of it. There was a line. <laughs> I, I'm sure what you just came up with is true. I'm sure that happened. <laughs> well, they in the 80s alone, they sold 150 million ponies. Are there even that many horses on the planet? Real ones. <laughs> I don't know. They don't do a, a population check. Yeah, there, there's not a census. A census, a horse uh-huh. census. <laughs> But in that time, of course, as Hasbro had already done with these other properties we just mentioned, they had to expand into animation. That is how you get the word out. That's how you sell these damn toys. Yeah, it's a really, it's funny to think about. You have the commercials. My little pony, my little pony. Oh, I love her so. I love you, my little pony. Oh, I love you, my little pony. Each sold separately. Collect them all. And you feel put at ease. I mean, watching, I could just watch a YouTube, like, reel of old it, toy cartoons. It's always some cool set that you can never recreate. No. <laughs> Look, you, and, and yeah, you, for you starters. Always, you always freeze some water in your freezer to, like, try to, like, make it like an ice sculpture, you know? <laughs> yeah, trying to get some, like, dry ice uh-huh. effect going. Oh, well, man, yeah, because you want, like, for the for the action toys, uh-huh. it would always be, like, some rocky escarpments <laughs> that are just, like, you know, it's like a, a wasteland and all the toys are fighting on them. <laughs> There's literal, like, a flame trash can in those commercials. <laughs> Those kids, some of those kids didn't make it back, but I wanted to be one, man. You always try, man. I, you know, always of try. all the opportunities, I I, don't, I was never even close to whiffing uh-huh. this opportunity. I don't know how you, how you got those gigs, but if anybody should have been in those commercials, yeah. it should have been me. Hell yeah. Dude, I know how to play with toys. I was doing it all the time. And, I know. And with, yeah, when with your hair, your red hair, red too. Hair. Just, just with a bandana on. I couldn't see it right now, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, I should I have been in the... Crossfire. Exactly what I was trying to find. Thank <laughs> you. Crossfire. Yes, I should. And you know what? I don't have. I didn't have the right. I was too clearly a, a nerdy kid, though. I, I <laughs> literal been flames the cool in that commercial, yeah. bro. Oh man. <laughs> but I mean, the commercials you would find out through that. But yeah, I think the other thing is just like the TV show is the commercial because yeah. you grow attached to them. Like you, you put a personality onto these pieces of plastic that you know maybe they write up what they're like on the back. Like Firefly likes to fly through the sky and it reminds her of her mother who died recently and <laughs> or whatever it is. But like much better to have a voice and a, an experience to attach to that. Yep. You know, did you ever did you ever get any toys as a kid like action figures from a movie or a cartoon show or something that you had just had never seen? <laughs> yes, yes, of okay. course. Yeah, I don't remember what mine were, but I definitely had some. And it's funny because I would play with them, but they were like the <laughs> the day players. Uh-huh. You know, Panthro from the Thundercats gets first billing. But yes. anything that I'm not sure where it came from, they're just filling in as like random bad guy. They uh-huh. can do anything. They can do anything I asked them to do. Yeah, and they're the ones that can hit the slingshot and go far <laughs> in the backyard. Right. So if you don't have that attachment to them, you don't put you know, the TMNT... We love these guys. We spend uh-huh. every day with them. Those, I want the toys. Those stay in my room. Yeah, those the other ones, like if they fall into the fireplace, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll look the other way on that one. That's fine. The animated version of My Little Pony first ran as a special, a single shot special, basically a pilot on April 14th, 1984. Mm-hmm. I was but months old. <laughs> I'm basically a my I'm my own little pony. I was born just a few months. I'm sure I was uh, well, born. You, you were your mom's little pony. <laughs> <That's> my... 
Who's my little pony? Who's my my mom would have put me in pageants had such a thing existed for a little boy at the time, and they probably did. Um, it's called Rescue at Midnight Castle. Rescue? <laughs> what are we talking about? We we watched this for this episode, uh-huh. and just the name is immediately like, and I I had the same problem with Rainbow Bright and Care Bears. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. These are tiny babies. Get them out of danger's way. I don't want them rescuing anybody or anything right. from any danger. How is this happening? <laughs> and I was surprised by what uh-huh. came up in the episode. But is there not a coast guard that can assist I, for this? Don't they don't they have like a playpen that they're supposed to be kept in <laughs> or something? Keep them out of they're not adults. These they're are little babies. <laughs> they're babies. Protect them. Real quick, it's important to point out that this cartoon yeah. was produced by Sunbow and Marvel Productions, who, along with Toy Animation, made Hasbro's other very popular cartoons, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Jim and the Holograms also from toy lines. So like they were just copy and paste, copy and paste. Right. I mean, it's not a bad cartoon. I like those other cartoons mm-hmm. more, but I think that has to do with maybe the age group that they're targeting. Right. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> we were talking about how this cartoon just kind of feels like very much of a piece with the cuties. Right. Care Bears being one rainbow bright being another. Uh, these are like some headline cuties right here. Like they're, they're at the First top. Billing. Yes. They're at the top of the flyer. These guys, uh-huh. um, these are, I don't know, I, I can't tell who copied who, or if it's just in the, like the collective consciousness of like, uh-huh. where do cute, a bunch of cute creatures live, uh-huh. a fantasy land that's just like a verdant forest and plain, because <laughs> the horses live in pony land, yep. a mystical land, it's like horse Narnia, I guess, <laughs> they live in, a, in an area called Paradise Estate, which sounds like a heaven for children. Like, that's where dead kids go. I, I just sound so, like, this is not, it sounds too inviting. It sounds like a weird cult uh, thing where it's it like, come on up. Hey, don't you just want to, don't you just want to get to Paradise Estate sooner? And you're like, what are you talking <laughs> about? better cult. And it's like a horse talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds, and, and the thing is the song that they sing for the show, My Little Pony, it sounds like a choir of ghostly children uh. to me. So it, it just fed into it for a minute. I didn't see any kid spirits there. You so know what? Just, Listen, I, I wasn't going that direction with it, but now I can't quit thinking about well, it. Thank you. I mean, hey, man, I, I'm willing to turn this car around. I don't really want, yeah, kid ghosts, on, unless uh-huh. we're talking about Casper, then I'm not interested in any kid ghosts. But I don't know, man. It just sounds weird to me. Uh-huh. Um, like we said before, there are too many ponies, too many ponies, and they're in possible to tell apart there are multiple just alone uh-huh. multiple pink ponies <laughs> yep. with slight differences in hair color and it's not like you can always see their cutie marks when they're on screen but like i i just i just found that i completely zoned out whenever there were horses on the screen and that was most of the time yeah on my little pony <laughs> um the ones that i guess are of consequence and that i could even name there's a flying horse or a pegasus i'm sorry a flying pony a pegasus pony <laughs> Named Firefly, and Firefly uh, flies around on little wings, and it's kind of spunky. Are they all? I think they're all ladies, right? Lady ponies. Yes. Okay. Yep. Good for them for being ladies. <laughs> more power. Yeah, more power to the ponies. Po- pony power. <laughs> I believe she said at some point, "Danger is my life." Danger is my life. Like she's flying around in circles, doing crazy like <laughs> barrel rolls or whatever. Um. And I, I'm honestly that level of like rebelliousness. I'm surprised they even let that onto the show. It seems uh, like that's encouraging bad behavior, <laughs> right? There's Applejack, who is an orange horse, and the only thing I know about 
this horse is that it's clumsy. <laughs> that's, I think that's her power. That's its trademark. I don't yeah. know. Because it does. I, I think it's just a normal earth horse, quote unquote, <laughs> like uh, a horse that walks around <laughs> on the earth. Horse. Yeah, or just an earth horse. N- now you're an expert, huh? Man. <sighs> I don't know how one becomes an expert on this. There's two. It's too thick. Yeah. It's too thick to get through. So it's a peaceful scene. They're all hanging out. They're all flying around. And what, what would a bunch of horses do? You've seen them in the fields. They just stand around. But these are like <laughs> smiling and laughing. Basically the same. Uh, until boom. Freak storm. Yep. Splits the sky in half. And out of the sky comes a fleet of chubby dragons. The, they are drawn well. This is well animated. And yeah, it the, is. The, the bad guys, like usual in these cuties shows, are overly dangerous looking. <laughs> like, they look too real. They just look too real. They're not, I mean, they are cute kind of sometimes, uh-huh. but like, these chubby dragons, maybe a little bit more than others, but they, they're still animated like an anime bad guy. Yes. Like, speed lines. Ninja scroll. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised that they fight monsters at all in this cartoon. Wasn't expecting it. I thought the only villains would be self-doubt or like uh-huh, running right. out of cake or something, you know, something that's just like a, friendship, oh, friendship based only. I'm yeah. sleepy. How do I do better? Because <laughs> um, some of the horses are so cute they can barely speak. Yeah, they're just like I, I love to be a horse today. It's I. It's rough, man. Yeah. They shouldn't be throwing them up against these giant monsters. So they're trying to gain entry to a castle and yeah, a, yeah. a big dark castle. Uh-huh. Like they're not built for adventures. Not that kind of adventure. <laughs> they're built for Winnie the Pooh adventures. Uh-huh. Like getting your head stuck in a tree. That's getting honey down a yeah, tree. Yeah. That's what they're good for. That's all they should ever be called up on to do. Uh digging up some crops. Maybe. <laughs> that's right. Now, leading these monsters, these chubby dragons, is a a monster man. Because he's not just a monster, he's like built kind of like a man. Uh-huh. Like an like an ape man with big bat wings. Yes. If you're a Thundercats fan, and Travis, I know you are. Oh, and same man. here. He looks like Monkey Man from the Thundercats, but you give him giant bat wings. His name is Scorpan. <laughs> Do we think he was just a scorpion man originally? And somebody said, that's way too scary for kids. You can't do a giant scorpion man. With a name like Scorpan? <laughs> what? And then he looks like this. He looks like a full mammal dude. What are we doing here? Right. What? Either like step up to the plate and do a scorpion, or don't call him Scorpion. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm so I look. I think scorpions are one of the scariest things on the planet. I think it would have been if you're gonna go scary, you are clearly on this show. Lean into it. You are all doomed. Soon every pony will belong to T-Rex, the master of Midnight Castle. They make off with a a few of the ponies. They do. They're they're pony napping. Yep. And not the like the cute kind that a pony does beside the the brook Aww. on a nice day. Yeah, they're like they're, these are this is federal this pony is napping. Yeah, this is real stuff. It's a big deal. Yeah, this is like ten to twenty <laughs> at least. Yep. Scorpion and these dragons are taking them back to a place called the Midnight Castle. <laughs> the Midnight Castle. Oh well, this episode's called Rescue at Midnight Castle. Yep. So you you know what you're what you're getting into. What do you here? think it's going to be? Uh-huh. Yeah, come on. Uh, it is an awesome fantasy novel cover. It's just a big, black, spire-filled castle that, again, looks too evil for a show. Uh-huh. Surrounded by a dangerous moat. Yes. It, it, the whole thing is dangerous. Because <laughs> like, this place is guarded by, like, f- armored fish frog men. Yes. Which, again, kind of look like a Thundercat villain. It just seems like they take the bad guys from a Voltron and fly them on over to Ponytown uh-huh. and then just let them face <laughs> off against these, like, plushy toys of, of uh-huh. animals. Here... Scorpion brings these ponies in. He's going to throw them in jail. Yes. He's throwing the ponies uh-huh. in jail. They haven't committed no crimes. <laughs> Being too cute. 
uh, we also meet a little dragon named Spike. He's oh. not one of these chubby dragons. He's a cute little pink dragon. He's, yep. he's my little dragon uh-huh. named Spike. Uh, <laughs> and he does not seem to be a bad guy. Seems like a very cute, nice little guy who's also in jail. Yep. Uh, crimes unknown. <laughs> Maybe he like pirated a bunch of DVDs back in the day and this is, uh-huh. he's still in there from that or I, or he got Napster. It, or jaywalking. It's a jaywalking uh, offense, maybe. Oh, poor guy. He probably didn't even know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah he's a little dragon. Uh, listen, Scorpion, can I go with you next time, huh? Can I? Can I? No, Spike. I can slither really fast, Scorpion. Really fast? Not now, Spike. Not now. Oh. Scorpion, he knows Spike. He's nice to Spike. Yeah. Mm, interesting to mm. be revealed later. Scorpan has brought these ponies here to Midnight Castle at the behest of yet another hidden in the dark evil hand showing on a throne. <laughs> scary stuff. Bad this guy. is scary stuff it's, right here. Okay, this is this is dark realm. This buddy. is very dark. Like I I I got to say now of the the three cutie shows we've watched. Yes. This may be my least favorite show of the three. Like uh Rainbow Bright goes right at the top of the list. Yes. It was great. Yep. And they had a bad guy a lot like this who was not really seen and was just kind of like an evil force. <laughs> but and it was scary, but yes, this one way scarier. Uh, in the shadows. In the man. shadows way scarier. Yeah, once you see him, <laughs> man, it's like it's like signs where you're like don't ever show me the aliens guys cuz yeah. you just fucking blew it. Uh-huh. Uh, in the dark, you just see this hand coming out from the throne and this evil voice, and he's stroking this, it's really weird, like a, a pouch, like a robber's that's pouch. That's beating. I thought for a while the ponies were in the pouch. I was like, I, what the fuck? I, I know, it's in the, this scene that plays out, like, here's this evil guy that's talking in, in the shadows, that's talking to Scorpion, and all the music cuts out, and all you hear throughout most of the scene is a beating heart. Yes. And there's this like a squirming sack by him that it's like, yeah, maybe the ponies are in there. Maybe somebody's heart. It kind of made me feel like I'm watching the never ending story, but yes. where it's like, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. like cute and fantasy things next to things that make me feel squeamish. Like, I feel like this is yet again, a thing that's like, I don't know. I don't think anyone should experience this. I'm feeling so, uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to call an adult. I'm going to tell him what's going on here. I'm not going to stand for this. This bad guy, his name is T-Rex. Yep. And when you do get a look at him, it is disappointing. But he looks pagan as hell. He's like, he is a big centaur with giant longhorns. Yep. But he is, he has two colors on his entire body. Keep that man in the shadows. It, yeah. They messed looks, up. He looks awful. He just, it looks like a kid is coloring it, like doing a bad job of coloring in a centaur page in now, the coloring book. But now listen. In in the darkness, man, that was next level oh, shadowing. Dude, that dude. was next level. That was Mumra. It was Mumra level. Yeah, villainy. Uh-huh. And then the second he steps out, it's like, nope, send it back. <laughs> like if I was if I was the producer, I'd be like, no, 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 no. It's we not get, done. It's not done. We at least have to do a recolor on this guy because he is just like bright orange skin <laughs> and then blue fur and armor all uh-huh. over him. I maybe that's how they made him less scary for the for the kids and for the ponies. But I do like the guy because he's always like all he really ever says. Is he's either yelling at his crony, not his pony, his cro- my little crony, <laughs> my little crony, his little crony is Scorpion, and he's always yelling at Scorpion about how you didn't do this right, just classic villain shit. Give me his head. Yes, <laughs> or he's yelling cool shit like, "Behold the power of darkness!" Behold the power of darkness. This man is committed to evil. I do believe that. He's telling Scorpion, "Not enough ponies." I need more because he only brought three and he needs four for a chariot. He's very, so random. very clear about this. Like, yes. Is this just a weight issue? Is this like a, you literally need four of them 
to pull the sled into the sky? Or is it more of a, a symbolic thing for him? Uh-huh. I don't think he needs, I think it's totally, he's so evil. He's like, I'm going to enslave and transform these ponies into something. I'm going to corrupt them because that's what he does. Yeah. This, this scene is so fucking scary. And the animation is really good here. <laughs> that sack that was squirming yes. like this dirt swirls out of it around these ponies and they're they're screaming i thought they were killing the ponies <sighs> yeah, and they turn into like in a very violent like uh, american werewolf in paris type uh. way <laughs> they turn in london i think paris was uh, the sequel yeah <laughs> either one they're turning into like big dragon demons yes and one it's like i, I hope they sold some pony toys that actually did that <laughs> that would be like a transformer pony. They didn't. I they didn't, man. No, but I mean here's a lot of these characters and like things from this show never came back in the series. Some of it was reimagined for some of the more recent stuff, but like even Firefly and Applejack are two kind of main ponies in this. Right. Barely show up in anything. I think Firefly never showed up again. So it all feels very this doesn't matter. This is the the, yeah. the pilot. <laughs> these ponies are screaming though, and they turn into the dragons, and they're going to be the things that pull the chariot. So I guess there's like some. This is what makes it feel like not just pagan, but like <laughs> evil black magic where it's like, I'm going to take something so pure and I'm going to crush it into something so evil. And then I will have it pull my sleigh across the sky. Like only then is he happy. <laughs> only then after he has corrupted the most incorruptible force, a pony. Uh, once I erase their mind. Yes. And just and pervert them into something. It's, it's fucked up. Man. It is fucked up. Tirak, you fucked up. You fucked up, He's fucked that, up, bro. So there, there are ponies missing, <laughs> and that's something that one in the in the Wild West and in some places still, yeah, uh, kidnapping ponies, that'll get you killed. Oh yeah, that'll get you strung up. That's not good. Don't steal in general, but especially horses. If you're gonna steal something, that'll get you fucked up. Steal a car before you steal a horse. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, even though. I, I, I don't know which is more expensive. Like a car. Is it because a horse over time, the medical bills, mm -hmm. all the feeding? Yeah, you're right. The I don't know if I'm right. I, I, I'm just wondering. No, I'll crunch some numbers. I'll get back to you. Get back to us yep. with your top three horse cleaning <laughs> services. <laughs> <laughs> Their ponies missing, and these ponies, I wish they would just stay at home and accept it uh. and not get in trouble, but they're not going to do that. Firefly, the little uh, firecracker, is going to fly off and find some help. Yes. And most of this cartoon is ponies worrying about the other ponies and then telling <laughs> other ponies not to do something because it's dangerous. Uh -huh. That's like 50% of, of the 22 minutes of this cartoon. Like 11 minutes of it is, is just that. Firefly ain't having it. She flies out. I don't know why, how. It doesn't seem to be like fate that she lands at what looks like a ranch. I guess on Earth. <laughs> I mean, they Rainbow Bright raised a lot of questions about mythology, cosmology. Uh -huh, right. This one is playing fast and loose and doesn't seem to give a shit. All I know is Pony Land or whatever isn't on Earth. Yet here's Firefly landing on a ranch where we meet 12-year-old Megan Williams. Mm -hmm. Looking like she's about to audition for Hey Dude. <laughs> Uh, she's just fully cowboyed up or go like, I don't know, be in the, the dance team in Texas. Like we always like, that's what we had in my school. <laughs> you dressed up like a cowboy and like the loudest cowboy costume uh -huh. you had. Um, and she has a dumb pony named TJ mm -hmm. dumb, meaning doesn't talk. I don't know about the intelligence level of that <laughs> pony, but she has her own normal horse. We'll say so that's not, so th those aren't earth ponies. That's just, that's a dumb, pony. <laughs> confusing, a dumb isn't it? Pony? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm calling it that. I, 
I don't think dumb is allowed in the lexicon uh-huh. of My Little Ponies. But like, I think in like the Narnia books, they would say the dumb animals, meaning the ones that don't talk uh-huh. in Narnia. So I'm gonna borrow dumb Earth ponies. Bar- these fucking dumb Earth ponies. God. All right. Firefly, I I don't know. She's a dumb little pony herself because she just sees this young girl with no particular skill set aside from she's hanging out with the horse and says, hey, help us save our friends. You got to be the help. And uh, rightfully, Megan says, me, what can I do? You're strong. No, I'm not. You can fight. No, I can't. I'm a 12-year-old girl. I'm wondering the same thing, Megan. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could at least pick an adult woman just like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just the first person this pony sees, maybe the first time she's ever left Ponyland. Yeah. You're different. Come. Uh, come help us with this evil lord. You got flesh. They're probably made out of, like, magic fur or, like, like felt or something. They're like stuffed animals come to life, maybe. Right. It, it's, it's the Winnie the Pooh situation. So Firefly convinces Megan. Well, she's also just starts taking Megan to Ponyland. Like, she doesn't really take no for an answer. <laughs> There's no vetting. Yeah. Like, and this is. They sing a song right along. Yeah. She starts singing this song, Dancing on Air, which. I didn't realize this was a musical. This this show actually really is very much a musical. <laughs> they drop a couple couple of tunes. Yeah, here. it's it's like a truly like a classic Broadway way of singing like <laughs> that really presentational like you know yes. over the top shit like they're doing Annie. And I'm just going to say, it is your choice. Now, Annie's underage, so she, sh- she should have talked to her mom. Uh-huh. But if you're an adult and a talking horse comes to you and it's going to take you away to a second location, at least text a friend to tell them where you're going ahead of time, okay? And have them check in with you, like call you in 15 minutes, maybe with an emergency that they made up, uh-huh. okay? But what would you do, though? Because the horse is your only, your only source of transportation. Once you're in Ponyland, you're stuck there till the horses are done with you. You're stuck like Chuck, yeah. And they're weird. They're, they don't understand like things like bedtimes and <laughs> curfews and, and laws, so they think they're above all that because they just don't know about it. <laughs> well, once they get to Ponyland, it's like, it's a good thing you showed up, Megan, because it's another air raid. Uh-huh. The chubby dragons are back, and more ponies are captured because they're defenseless. Yes. They need weaponry. Where are the, where are the unicorn ponies? They can uh. stab a dragon in the big old belly. They all need magi. They do need magi. And Megan says, we'll save our friends somehow. She she just got there. Like she just arrived, literally yeah. just met all of them. And I would say that this is a testament to their cuteness. Yes. And I think I think this is how. However long, I feel like the ponies have been around much longer than 1981. Uh, yeah, they've been around yep. forever, basically. Yep. And the way that they survive is that they are so cute that they just find other people, other beings, races, and they just go up to me like, please help my place. And then you have to do it because they're so cute. Will you be a kamikaze? <laughs> to yes. Help me. And you're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I will, Firefly. <laughs> I will give my life for you. I just met you. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, because like it's you were t- we were walking the dog earlier, you and me. I'm like, how's your kid? And you're just like, yeah, I give my life for him. Uh, it's like that same feeling, but just <laughs> up on meeting the horse. Right. And I get it. Like, I, I same thing for Benny. It's a strong power. My puppy dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strong uh-huh. power. Yeah. I, I, he's worth 12 of me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a strong power. It's like if they just come out. I don't know. I also think they, they'd either be very cute in person or very off putting. Yeah. Like talking horses. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Mr. Ed. They, they just put you in a trance automatically. Like. They, I'll end my life for you to I help think, you. I think that's what, see, that's the thing. Uh, there's, we're going to get to something else here in a minute. <laughs> okay. I think that they don't know the effect that they have on humans. I think it's just like a natural thing that they they do. 
like in vampire stuff sometimes, vampires even without trying are just more alluring to a <laughs> human. That's how they're made. Yeah. I feel like the horses, the ponies, excuse me, not my little horse, the little ponies have like a natural built-in magical appeal to humans. And that causes humans to do whatever they want. Uh-huh. And so they're willing to just like abandon. I mean, Megan doesn't eat a meal this whole episode. <laughs> And so she's just willing to say fuck it to self-care and just go help these ponies with something that, frankly, doesn't affect her. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's on a different land. I'm all for helping our neighbors, but, like, this is – these ponies don't even try. All they can do is just go pull on an adult's shirt and be like, I need help, please. Uh Uh-huh. Now, in this – this not a battle. It's just a raid. (laughs) It's like a bunch of foxes storming the hen house. Yep. In the course of this raid – Megan, the the cow gal, and Applejack, the the clumsy horse, we all know the clumsy Applejack horse, are knocked into the ocean Uh during this fracas, and they wake up in a giant clamshell at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, like in a, you know, in Sonic the Hedgehog, like when you're underwater, yep. you have the giant bubbles and you got to breathe them. Uh-huh. That's what's saving them. They're in a giant air bubble in the clam. That's great. I, I love seeing uh-huh, that. Right now, doo-wop music. <laughs> is in the air here at Days Past Tooncast because last episode we were talking about Jim and the holograms uh-huh. and they had that dumb uh, I, what was it uh, Shang- I can't remember anymore uh-huh. Shangri-La yeah. that sounded like doo-wop yeah. and then right before that Muppet Babies fast doo-wop more fast doo-wop doo-wop music uh-huh. <laughs> now the sea ponies appear yep. and they're singing doo-wop <laughs> The clamshell opens, and these poor people who were just, like, booted into the ocean uh-huh. during a, a traumatic event are just sung at by these sea ponies. Some doo-wop. I mean, save it for Broadway. We got a pony napper out there. Come on. I don't know if they're, like, the, the musical theater kids of the horse community. Because uh-huh. they just, they're all doing, like, a dance, and, and it's a whole... It's choreographed. Choreo- there's yes. a million of them. There's, wait, there's a ton of them. <laughs> like, there's a whole army of they're them like down ants. there. Yes. I feel like there's more of them than any other kind of <laughs> pony. They look like, the, the sea ponies look like rejected wuzzle designs. Yes. Because uh-huh. if they were just seahorses with, like, a little extra flair, that would be, that'd be great. <laughs> but they are just, like... Various colors, pink, orange, whatever, worms uh-huh. <laughs> with horse heads on them. Yep. And it's gross. It's it's weird. I don't I don't know, man. It, it bummed me out to see them. I didn't like this. I didn't like this at all. Uh, they sea ponies from hell. <laughs> well, or or some kind of underworld. If maybe not hell. Yep. So here's what I'm here. Things started to come together for me a little bit here. Okay. Because you remember talking about like Paradise Estate. Hmm, sounds like. Heaven for children. Yep. We're talking about this, perhaps, that these, you know, they're stealing Megan. <laughs> they're stealing kids from Earth. Not even talk to anybody. Who, who's in charge of the, who's watching the horses? Yeah. Who's your God? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who are they answering to? Where did, what's their moral center? Uh-huh. These people, these horses, these ponies, excuse me. <laughs> and how perhaps they, they just take kids and they just seem to have like a, an effect on them where the kids say, yeah, of course I'll go risk my life for you. These sea ponies, they're water horses, right? Yeah. Okay. There is, and I remembered, I remembered this, and I had to go look it up. <laughs> Back in the day when I would read as a kid all the time about cryptozoology and all this kinds of that bullshit. Yeah. Kelpies. A Kelpie is a mythological question mark. Uh-huh. Water horse. 
that lures numerous children onto its back. Like its back just stretches out until you can just fit a bunch of kids on it and they get stuck to it. They don't realize that it's it's like made out of Play-Doh or something. <laughs> and then the horse goes under and drowns them and eats them. That is a kind of horse in the world. Uh. Seahorses, sea ponies, okay? <laughs> Keep that in mind, Megan. Don't trust these ponies, these otherworldly ponies. That just may be in the sea ponies' nature. Uh-huh. They might be a Kelpie. There's something going on here with this other world and this this death and this underworld. And I don't know, man. That's pretty dark. I, I don't look, I didn't even come up with that. The Kelpie. Someone else came up with the Kelpie. Uh-huh. I, I think it might have been Irish. It sounds Irish, but <laughs> just keep that in mind, Megan, or any uh, anyone else who ventures into Ponyland. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah, it can get real. But look, an early version of them winked. Okay? You can't trust them. <laughs> they got a secret. <laughs> well, the sea ponies do at least throw them out of the ocean uh, to get them back on land to save them. Yep. And the other ponies find them. And it is time to go ask an important guy yep. a question. This important guy lives in a dark mushroom forest. Uh-huh. He's very forgetful. <laughs> he's bumbling, you might even say. I would say that he's made some shoes in his life. <laughs> he's done some some midnight cobbling for, uh-huh. for a, a poor cobbler that can't keep up with his work. He's been in some front yards. <laughs> yes, he's he's been in so what, what are the travel commercials? What are, Travelocity, do they yes, use him? Okay. What we're saying is this guy's a gnome, uh-huh. and uh, or at least looks like one, and his name is Mr. Moochick. Uh-huh. Moo chick. Like like cow sound baby chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's he's great. I I really I was kind of like maybe I just want to live in this world and get rid of these ponies. Like show me this fantasy world where these things are happening. Yes. Like the ponies should be a like a backseat to everything else cuz this is pretty cool <laughs> right here. Very very relaxing, very yeah. warm. Yeah, it was. Moo chick says, I don't know why this guy has the inside info. What what you looking for, Mr. Moo chick? The only thing that might help defeat Tirak, a rainbow of light. Rainbow bright again. Do you, I mean, obviously rainbow, but like <laughs> she had to go find in this dark land that had lost all of its color, uh-huh. the one that we covered, this item and this thing and this magic light rainbow thing yep. that she can now use. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't even think anyone's copying anybody. It's just like when you were dealing with cuties. Cutie patooties, yeah. this is your only option. Uh-huh. Yeah, cute rainbows. Yeah. Roy G. Bibb, baby. The rainbow of light is a little heart necklace, which is weird already. It's like, why isn't it a rainbow? <laughs> I don't know. Just could have made it a rainbow, but <laughs> they give it to Megan, and maybe that's why the horses needed Megan. Like, maybe only a human can wield this. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe only a human can talk to Moochick, and who knows? I don't know, man. Right. I, here's, I don't think they know. That's the thing. Rainbow Bright, I feel like they knew, and they didn't even tell us all the mythology. Here, I feel like someone says, we need the necklace. What's the necklace called? It's this. Boom. <laughs> On to the next scene. Should we add a Kelpie? Should we? No. <laughs> my little Kelpie. My little Kelpie. <laughs> He's my little Kelpie. I'll guess it up. Now they are off to Midnight Castle now that they have the Rainbow of Light, but they get spotted mm-hmm. by T-Rex armored frogfish dudes. Yep. And it's not good, man. T-Rex changes Applejack into a dragon. He now has his four Yep. Dragon ponies. He's ready to ride. Yep, he can take to the air like Santa Claus. Yes, all the ponies are freaking out. Like he, this is a scary. Like this is like one. I do think this is how horses would react without blinders. Yeah, yeah, they're out, oh, out of control. Yeah, you gotta give them. These horses need some feeders too. I think some feed bags. <laughs> It'd just be like lollipops and bubble uh-huh. gum. He's riding into the air. The ponies are freaked, 
And this is when, and I could see it coming because you, you could just tell it wasn't in Scorpion's heart right. to do what he was doing. And he, and he knew Spike, him and Spike were old buds. Spike's a cute little dragon. Mm-hmm. So what's up here? <laughs> Scorpion frees Spike from jail and the other ponies that are in the cell and says, run ponies. <laughs> and he leads them to the castle roof where Tirak is flying. And he's just going to be, I don't know. He's going to do some bad shit yep. to Ponyland. <laughs> He's pulled by pony dragons. Uh-huh. He says, I, this guy's got some good lines. Now begins the night that never ends. <laughs> like, these, are like, these are awesome lyrics, man. Somebody put them somewhere. Uh, Besides, and he, baby. Yeah. And he knocks Scorpion off the side of the castle. He, he He's down for the count. Like an immediate, how, if Scorpion can't stand up to this guy, how can any pony do uh-huh. it? I mean, he falls 50 stories. Luckily, he lands on, on a small on pile some- of hay. Yeah, that a, a pony forgot to eat, I guess. Some pony. Now it's Megan to the rescue on Firefly, the flying horse. The ponies, basically what they do is they're grabbing the thing that T-Rex has, which is the rainbow of darkness is what it's called. And I guess that's the thing that came out of the pouch earlier. Yeah. Rainbow of darkness. That is another cool lyric, album, title. Put it somewhere. Put it somewhere, guys. We're giving you freebies. <laughs> we didn't come up with these. They're from a fucking cartoon. Uh-huh. They grab this pouch with the Rainbow of Darkness, away from Tirak, they're playing keep away with them. Megan finally just uses the Rainbow of Light. It unleashes a rainbow tornado that has magical effects on all the shit that's been going down that Tirak's been causing just so he can have a a cool whip, you know? (laughs) The rainbow turns dragons into butterflies. It turns fishmen into birds. Uh It turns pony dragons into non-dragon ponies. Ponies. (laughs) The castle, Midnight Castle, disappears, uh-huh. and the la- green and light and color return to the land. Yeah. This is the same ending as Rainbow Bright, yep. plus ponies. <laughs> Divide Rainbow Bright into like a billion ponies, and that's uh-huh. that's what this show is. <laughs> but all is good. Scorpion has turned back to a human. Guess what? He has a thin mustache. He has a thin mustache. <laughs> he looks like He-Man's dad. He looks like he was King Randor, Uh I believe is his name. Ooh, nice pull. Yeah, it's good. He has a funny voice. Tirak turned me into Scorpan when he took over my kingdom. He's really a prince. I like that. I you know, you don't know what was he the prince of or Uh where'd they get him? They just threw it, they threw everything at the wall. Yeah, man. But I I do like that that there it felt it felt original. I don't think we have that in Care Bears or Rainbow Bright, where Uh. it's like there's a character that has been corrupted or is being basically blackmailed, Uh. I guess. Like, (laughs) I'm going to kill your little dragon pal if you don't steal me some ponies. Yeah, right. And then the ponies ask Spike, the little dragon, if he'll turn back into something. Uh Uh-huh. And he says, Not me. I've always been a baby dragon. Yeah, ponies. Not everybody is a neon pony with magic powers. Uh Okay. Some people just look like people. We're, Some dragons just look like dragons. We're not all perfect. We're not, yeah, we're not all magical creatures. Uh. Okay? <laughs> Got it? And that's the end of that pilot, and it continued. They made a series from that. They had My Pony and Friends. Hmm, friends. Because there were other Hasbro toy-based shows that they were making. Now, I wish it was G.I. Joe and Transformers. That would have been great. (laughs) Because they would throw them into the opening (laughs) sequence and to see, like, Duke and Optimus Prime, like, show up next to a pony to promote the thing. Right. Be wonderful. Uh I'd love that. But that's not what it was. They were other cutie pies, like the Glow Friends, which I think were, like, 
caterpillar guys, uh, moon dreamers, uh-huh. and the potato head kids. That was a cartoon that it was paired with. So I guess like one, like 11 minute, and then in 11 minutes of some also ran non-pony uh-huh. product. Yeah. Still cute. Just well, it's, no, no, no pony. Well, they're just not as popular. Like uh-huh. It's like this, this happens in television or did for a long time, maybe still where it's like an A-lister carrying a C or D-lister. I believe it was on Seinfeld that Larry David was like, I hate that Friends comes after us because they're getting all of our viewers. Uh-huh. People only watch that show because they're, they were watching us. Uh-huh. And so this is like ponies are the Seinfeld to the Friends of Moon Dreamers and Glow Friends <laughs> and shit like that. A musty TV for kiddos. It ran for two seasons, 65 episodes, 1986 to 1987, and for a movie, My Little Pony, colon, the movie. <laughs> Says it all. There was a, another pony cartoon called My Little Pony Tales in 1992. 92 is about when the toys weren't selling anymore, so uh-huh. I don't think that one lasted more than like 13 episodes. But the ponies kind of laid fallow for a while. They did have attempts at toy comebacks and then a little bit of a cartoon comeback. Like 97 to 99, they did some new ponies. Not popular. (laughs) And then 2003 to 2009, they did some more ponies and they did some direct video movies. And it's like, yeah, who cares? Right. (laughs) And this is the same. It's funny because this is the same arc that Care Bears and Rainbow Bright to a lesser extent, Uh have, like, it has its heyday, it fizzles out, they try to force it to come back, they're like, are you ready for us again? (laughs) And then not until 80s nostalgia really hits, and those those of us who were, I guess, a kid at that time are old enough to make uh, financial (laughs) decisions, yeah, (laughs) household financial decisions, Uh that they start packaging them again, and it it actually takes, because it did take. Big time, big time. And this is going to be the other, I don't know, eight hours we're going to talk about this because uh-huh. I just am in love with this whole thing. <laughs> Me too. Um, in 2010, they hit back hard with a show called My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Friendship is magic. I used to wonder what friendship could be. It was inspired to some extent by the special we watched, like Tirak makes an appearance at some point. Some of the, a few of the characters that didn't really come back in the show otherwise came back there, but it was revitalized. They had new ponies, very very popular. And Travis, you said you watched some episodes. Of this I did. Thing. I watched. I uh, watched season one, part one and two. Okay. Yeah. And uh, anything to report? It was great, man. It was a good animation, funny. It was a good watch. Yeah. 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 I enjoyed it, man. Well, let me ask you, Travis. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you like it enough to consider yourself, I'm going to use the term here. Okay. A brony. Hardcore brony. You're a hardcore brony? Hardcore brony. You did text me something saying you wanted to go, (laughs) what was it? I low-key want to go to Uh, a brony convention, uh and I said, (laughs) I high-key want to go to a brony convention. (laughs) Okay, brony. I would definitely. We'll get to the convention in a bit, but we watched a documentary Uh about bronies. It's called Bronies. The extremely unexpected adult fans of My Little Pony, which the bronies are for My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. That's specifically where this occurred. Right. Somehow, teenaged and adult men fell in love with My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I I had heard of this. I didn't really know to what extent it went on. I didn't know much about it. So having a documentary was great. It's on YouTube. Uh You can watch it for free. Bronies, the extremely unexpected adult fans of My Little Pony, made by... Produced by, maybe directed by, I don't know. He He's hugely a part of it. An actor named John DeLancey. Yeah. <laughs> who plays a villain on My Little Pony 
friendship is magic. Yeah, I, man, Discord, right? The words are just <laughs> leaving my brain at this point. So many words to keep up with. But one, I just wanted to see it because I love this actor. He's uh-huh. such a weird dude. You may know John Delancey. If you're a Star Trek The Next Generation fan like me, you know him as Q, who is like this godlike being that just fucks with Jean-Luc Picard, basically, uh-huh. and tests him all the time. He's very playful, like a trickster. You also would know him if you watched Breaking Bad, as I've been re-watching recently. He played Kristen Ritter's character, Jane, her dad, who accidentally, in grieving for her, and spoilers for Breaking Bad, by the way, uh, in season two, after she died, he accidentally caused planes to crash because he was the airport comp controller dude and messed it up. Yeah. And he's so good in it. He wow. he has this yeah, weird about that. He's just an interesting guy. I can't I can't even place it. He's very interesting. And uh, I loved hearing him talk about his experience in the documentary about just even finding out about <laughs> what what bronies are, I guess, uh-huh. which is why he made the documentary. My first introduction to my little pony was I got a call from my agent saying that you have a, a job and I read the material. It was very good. I went in. I knocked it off (laughs) and completely forgot about it. Three months later, I go down to my computer and I open it up and there must be, I don't know, three or 400 emails. And they all say, uh, my little pony. And and I I call up to my wife and I said, what do you know about my little pony? And she said, well, you voiced it about three months ago. Completely forgot about that. And um, (laughs) she says, it's a program for little girls. I said, well, let me tell you, these aren't little girls that are writing me. <laughs> the fact that he's telling his wife this and the tone of voice, it makes him sound like he's getting like dirty, uh-huh. <laughs> dirty images from young ladies. But that's, I think what he's saying is the bronies, they've made contact. Um, I'm going to assume, but man, oh, he's so funny. So his experience on the show led to him making this documentary. He just found it very interesting, I guess, that there was this, again, adult, teenage male uh, cult following, yeah, cult yeah. following of the show, and made this documentary, which is interesting. I'm going to say right now, I'm a pretty genuine guy. Yeah, and I, I gen. There are parts yeah. of it that I, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my phone there. <laughs> yeah, jump on it. Oh, oh, uh, a different I'm, genuine. I'm, I'm Sorry, genuine. <laughs> That's how I said. Yeah, I'm go. not genuine. I'm genuine. Uh-huh. Watching the documentary. There's some stuff in it that we'll we'll get to, but like that's about how bronies are looking for some. These guys have found something in this fandom that like gives them something that they feel a part of and that uh-huh. they have gotten shit for. Because sadly, that's you know we live in a society where guys being into something like My Little Pony can get you anything from made fun of to one guy who was where was he? North Carolina. Uh-huh. There's a guy in this who in North Carolina, like in the Appalachians or whatever. Yeah, got his windows busted in and a, and a gun shotgun pulled on him for That's having crazy. My Little Pony stuff on on his and and it's a whole homophobic thing. And I was like, oh, do I even want to talk about this? Because like these guys, I dig what they're doing, like they're fans. But then I'm like, we can also make fun of it because <laughs> it's 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 just it's just fun. Okay, <laughs> look, I'm a nerd about some shit, uh-huh. and uh, but this is a very interesting. You get some portraits of some uh-huh. interesting people. Uh, there is a kid from the UK who has Asperger's that this, apparently watching the show like really helped him. Yeah. There's an Israeli musician who's remixing My Little Pony the music. Living Tombstone. Yeah. And he's, wait, what's that? His, his name. Oh, that's his, his DJ name. name is the, I, the Living Tombstone. I thought you were like, because I can't remember what he looks like. Uh-huh. I thought you were like commenting on his appearance. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> is he, does he look like death itself? We can't say that. We're trying to be nice about him. No, that's the DJ name. Um, 
but my one of my favorites for sure was a German couple. They love My Little Pony and they they obsessed with it and they paint My Little Pony <laughs> custom figures and sell them at the conventions because yeah. there are conventions for the bronies. It's called BronyCon. Uh-huh. The ladies are called Pegasisters. And they interview the dad. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to get yes. to because it is so great. So they're in Germany and the woman can speak. She speaks English. Uh, you'll hear her in a second. But basically, we've seen her and her boyfriend <laughs> painting tiny pony statues. And then... They're asking the dad how he feels uh-huh. about this whole situation, and it's priceless. He don't like it because he, he thinks uh, I'm too, uh, it's for small girls and I'm uh, a woman. What does he think about your, your boyfriend and, and how much he likes ponies? That's the pressing question. Yeah. Same, same cra- crazy person like me. Genau das gleiche. Genau das gleiche. He knows that. Yeah. Genau das gleiche. Verrücktheit nochmal. Crazy. Haben sich gesucht und gefunden beide. Yes, two, two crazy persons found each other. Yeah. All right, now I know it's not a one-to-one, you know, when we translate stuff, that uh-huh. like it may take longer to take something and say something in German yeah. than in English, but I'm going to say he had more to say about her boyfriend. You're a loser. He's a loser. He's a loser. He's making you worse. I can't believe you both live under my roof. Uh, these paints fumes are getting to me. Like, I mean, he just seems to go on for a lot longer than uh-huh. her summation of, he thinks we are crazy. Two crazies. Uh-huh. He thinks we are two crazy people uh-huh. who find each other. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I mean, they, they are, it's very cute. I'm so glad they have it. But, like, the dad uh, is just such a German dad. Classic. Like, I don't know. Oh, it's so good. I love that shit. <laughs> now, according, according to the documentary, uh-huh. there are hipster and moderate Bronies, yes. Which I don't know if these are official or not. Like uh, what these, where these glossary terms are coming from. But yep. that the, there, there's some amount of the population of bronies that are into it for irony, and <laughs> and, and you know there might, that might be true. I'm going to say when we saw footage of the Brony Con in this documentary, it was 100% genuine, not genuine. Nobody is being ironic in any of this. Mm-hmm. They love this, sh- and also no one w- would be confused. For a hipster. That's just clearly not the case here, okay? Uh-huh. Mostly they just look like GameStop employees. That's <laughs> most of the people that you're seeing, at the, as far as the guys go, uh-huh. some ladies too. Um, we, it, it's such a late 2000s, I guess early 2010s time capsule to yeah, see the these. Clothing, the clothing. All that. Like, yep. the, the, the black button-up shirts that have fire at the bottom, like flames, t- <laughs> you know? That kind of shit. Um, and shirts that just have anime like all over it, just like uh-huh. co- covered in anime. Uh-huh. Um, that's around the time when things like anime, comic book stuff, uh, things that you, uh, D&D, all these things. Became popular and it, it okay became to be popular. More, yeah. yeah, more. They truly became uh, like when the mainstream became aware of what furries were. <laughs> That's around that time. And it's like these this very internet-based culture, uh-huh. which a lot of, you know, the bronies very much, that's how they would talk to each other and, talk, you know, how they found each other. But it's like these are just a bunch of people whose homes are wall-to-wall Funko Pop toys. Right. That's that's who we're talking about here. And and so, yeah, I know that that's not all we're talking about, but most of the guys that we met and that, that we talked about uh-huh. now they are, are these people. We get to the brony con itself, which is awesome. Again, high-key. I'm going to sing it to the back of the room. I would definitely go. I don't think they're holding them anymore, sadly. I think. Oh, you researched? I think the numbers dwindled is what I read. Like, they just, it wasn't as popular. The show isn't on anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, aren't you guys big enough fans to keep it going? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I'm going to challenge the bronies out there. Is there some speakeasy out there that you can get into? (laughs) One where there's a a full-grown man with, like, fake horse legs under his jeans. Did you see that? (laughs) I did. Okay, somebody is wearing what I just described, you know, the backwards leg thing that a horse, Uh like, a prosthetic of that under their jeans at the brony con. It's like I was watching Hellraiser. It was Uh was frightening frightening. to see. Yeah, it was a a horrifying (laughs) sight. People are pretty much dressed in, like, head-to-toe hot topic, modern hot topic, Uh not, like... The killer's hot topic. What was what did hot topic used to be? <laughs> it used to be like bands, and now it's pretty much just nerd stuff, right? Uh-huh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's that now like just pop, pop culture explodes in there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we do get to meet a group of military bronies. Yeah, like John Delancey uh-huh. specifically inter- interacts with them and like meets with them. It just seems like a really cool guy. Him and Tara Strong, who is a voice actor on the show. And has been in so many I mean, shows that we've covered and is just a voice actor, like Supreme. Big deal. Yes. Really cool uh-huh. lady. And yeah. she shows up and talks to them, too. And she's in the dock a bit. But it's it's interesting that there's like that's a subset of bronies is military bronies. Um, and they're all eating together, too. So it, it, it's like a room of like oh yeah. 40 people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was I think that was like a, a luncheon or a breakfast. <laughs> You're, you know it was a Applebee's. Uh, I, I think that was like a John Delancey put together specifically yeah. for them to like have a, a meet and greet with him and stuff. I think mm-hmm. to thank them for their for their brony service. Um, but the the guy that we're really here to talk about today, the guy and his family, is a young man named Lyle. I love Lyle. I, I, look, I love Lyle. His let's voice just, alone, man. Let's get it out of the way. Very well. I yeah. love Lyle. Uh-huh. I love Lyle. I love Lyle. I love his voice. Uh, I, I I think he's like fourteen or fifteen, and he's just one of these kids. Like I I I'm, I'm sure if I met my fourteen or fifteen year old self today, I'd be like, that is an embryo. That's not even a child. But he seems especially. He just seems like he's not maturing at the same rate as some people. So he seems ten to me. You'll hear in the clips. He makes me happy, man. Uh, yeah, he makes me happy, too. Uh-huh. I also got bummed out, but I was also just laughing my ass off, dude. Because <laughs> it's such it's such a stereotype. So Lyle, Lyle's a brony, and uh, he, he wants to go to BronyCon. He's trying to set up this whole situation of, like, he's trying to fake his parents out. Because he uh-huh. hasn't told them that, that, his, he that he's a brony. He lies to them and says, I'm going to go to a, a comic con with my friend. So I told my parents that I wanted to take a trip with one of my friends. They weren't really keen on the idea. They don't really trust me as far as money goes and whatnot. So they insisted that they go. They kept asking questions, and I eventually told them it was a Comic Con. So then that just got them more excited, and they were like, oh, well, who's going to be there? And I was like, well, I just kind of want to go with my friend. And then they go look up. His mom looks up the Comic Con. She's like, there is no Comic Con coming through. He's like, uh, it's a, it's a brony con. <laughs> and then she looks it up. And the, the the lie lasted for 26 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I mean, clearly this kid's never, he doesn't feel like he goes, uh, he goes off the reservation very often. <laughs> But I see you. You find out why he was uh, especially slow to admit what he was doing because his dad, who they keep referring to like two or three times, they're just like, My dad's very. He's conservative. Um, I guess that's the major word I would use to describe my husband conservative. <laughs> they interview the dad in the garage and you have the Bush and Cheney sign. I, I know. I told my wife, No way. Just say no. You can just see the respect he has for his son, like, draining out of him as he talks about this. Probably see people with purple and pink hair and, I don't know, satin pink costumes. 
the thrust of the documentary is that Lyle wrote to John Delancey and there was like some other kid and his father there and they were into it. They were they were simpatico on the whole pony th- brony thing. <laughs> and so like John Delancey ultimately gets Lyle's dad in a room with the other kid's dad to talk about like, hey, yeah, it's not it's, it's not that bad. It's not that crazy. But this guy, this dad is just like the the way that they get him to the brony con is the mom's like, well, I'm going to go with them. I have to go with them. And I said, are you serious? You're going to go? Yeah, I'll go. And I said, okay, fine. And then after a while, I, I know she didn't want to do that trip. So I feel like I got roped into it. Uh, like this whole, like this is stuff that I feel like shouldn't have been in the interview. <laughs> like he doesn't, he doesn't come out as a, as a full villain, but he just, even the conversation he has with the guy yeah. doesn't go that well. He never okays it. No, no, no. The, the whole thing finishes without that being resolved. <laughs> I, I do believe, uh, but it's it is sweet. It's I mean I'm glad they did that. But it is so funny because it's like, I mean I didn't have that relationship with my dad. My dad uh, seemed to have like uh, just liked me being the weird me that I uh, was, whether it was comic books or, or whatever. But I mean you you understand. I mean Travis, I don't know if you would feel with your son like how you would feel about him bronying. If you, I'd be fine. I, I was going to say you you already want to go, yeah, so you'd probably be, be dragging him it. there. I'd be good with it. Bro. Good. Well, you're a loving man, uh-huh. so I, I would appreciate that about you. <laughs> I would expect that. I mean, and again, I would go and I'm I'm not gonna give anybody shit about wanting to be a brony or going right. to the thing. You like what uh-huh. you like. I don't know. I'm just thinking of like being a dad that has a certain view of what masculinity is, and you're like, the fuck did I do? The fuck where did I go wrong they with the branding shit? of a cupcake on, yeah, there, on the butt? are you what the fuck? I just you can just see the like, this is my error. This uh, is my uh, genetic legacy, uh, uh, right? <laughs> you can see this going across this man's face. Of uh-huh. like he's already in fact, he seems like he's already given up on the kid when he's talking about it, where he's kind of like laughing a little bit, like, yeah. Well, I should have had more than one son because this one's a disappointment. You're dead to me. <laughs> but it seems like a fun time. If it ever happens again uh-huh. anywhere near us, Travis, let's just go. We gotta go get some some field audio and some uh-huh. shit and just talk to some people <laughs> about it. I'm gonna research as soon as we're out of oh, here. Oh, dude, please. There is a fellow that they talk to. I don't think they name him. There's just some random guy who really sums it up very well in the documentary. He says... There's more to it than just ponies. And people think it's just ponies and all for girls, but it's really not. It's about friendship and having a good time, and it's pretty much what everybody's doing right now here. And how can you criticize that? Uh-huh. How can you say no to that? Huh? Yep. Lyle's dad? <laughs> Oh, too cool for friendship. Okay, that's not what a man does. A man has one friend from the war, and they never talk to each other. Uh Got it. Got it. Check. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the Days Past Tooncast to to talk and and chew chew the fat, chew the cud about (laughs) these ponies. A wink to you from my pretty pony. And beautiful baby, beautiful baby wishes you a wonderful good time. If y'all want to be some beautiful babies, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all listen, and give us a five-star rating, baby. And also, write a written review. It helps us get this in front of people's eyes. (laughs) Hey, check out our Twitter and Instagram at DPTooncast. We also got all gussied up on our website, dptooncast.com. You can find all of our podcasts on it. It's beautiful. We put on our Sunday finest uh-huh. digitally <laughs> and made a website and we and we gussied it up and we're going to push it out onto the stage to walk around in a bathing suit, whether it wants to or not. We're going to win this damn thing. <laughs> all right. So what I want to do 
Travis. Yes. Tell me, and we're on air, so okay. Uh, just be true. Okay. All I need you to do is be true. Okay. I think we need to start alternating choosing the cartoons that we're going to cover, where I'm going to pick one, and the next time you pick the next one, and then I pick the next one, and then you pick the next one. I love this. And you pick this. Okay. O- only took you 120 to get to this. I know. I was like, you know it. what? I'm. Uh, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to call this first one that's yeah. coming up because okay. I have one that I think is a really good follow-up to yep. My Little Pony. I think it fits really well. It's kind of like a part two. Next time on Days Past Tooncast, it is my decree that we will talk about Spawn, the animated series from HBO. Yeah, don't put your headphones back on. <laughs> you are legally required to stay here. Uh-huh. Do you know do you know do you know what Spawn is? Do you know who Spawn is? Yes, okay. I know what Spawn is. I fell asleep is. to the movie the other night. Uh Dude, that soundtrack rocked my new metal good. world. It was bro. good. Okay, save it, man. We got we're, we're going to get as new metal as we can with Spawn next time. But yeah, Spawn, the comic book hero from hell. So dark, so gritty. It it was on HBO. We're going to get to watch HBO. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, assuming it's still on there. We'll find a way uh-huh. one way or the other. So, (laughs) next time, spawn, baby. I'm in. Get your hellfire out. (laughs) (laughs) And until that time comes, uh, it's time to tutor my duder. Will. Tutor my duder. My little pony, my little pony, don't you want to talk about a pony with me? Mm Mm-hmm. Come and eat some pony meat with me now. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, McDonald's uses My Little Pony meat in their burgers. <laughs> I'd buy that. I'll, I'll call them on it, man. I'll still eat their shit. Right? That's what makes it taste good. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've all reached that point with McDonald's. We're like, yeah, I know it's it's made out of gum. Yeah, like I don't care. Yeah, fucking put the recycled diapers into my body. Like whatever it's made of, 